Hello and welcome to the second episode of Real Life Murder Mystery. We have a difficult topic today. I mean, we're going to have difficult topics pretty much every day. This I find extremely difficult because it is regarding the, well, in the best case, potential impersonation of a former ex, um, former FBI agent. But what I really think is that they, that he might be missing. Now, I have to keep in mind that you don't know me yet and you don't have any context about the situation. Uh, very briefly, in 2004, I met my ex on a site. Mark is my ex, Mark, the good one. And uh, at the same time, some kid, he wasn't even 18, started hitting on me, a Scorpio. And he came back with fake profile after fake profile after fake profile. So a really insane person. All I know is that he was a Scorpio and that he was nearly 18. In 2005, the relationship ended. Already in 2004, stalking started. And it became life-threatening in 2006 after I exchanged a few emails with my then ex-boyfriend Mark. I went to the police in Germany. They sent me to the German FBI because it appears that a cop was involved. They investigated for a pretty long time and they found a ton of crimes from spoofed calls to what uh, to massive manipulation of um, major sites and so on. But they couldn't link it to a person. And I went to the police and I said it was Mark. Because Onision is a master of impersonation. And I recently learned, because I found this again, that I've seen my first Skype deepfake in 2004. And, you know, one of the police people, so not the police as an institution, but the agent said that the tools and methods used against me are typically not found in personal stalking and that uh, he suspected it would be either a spy or someone from organized crime. And with what I found in the past month, it is organized crime. That's what it is. My point here is that he was using technology that was completely unknown to regular people such as myself, and I just really couldn't have suspected that this is this nasty young kid that didn't leave me alone. In any way, long story, not short, but long story that's uh, gonna be explained in other episodes because, you know, so much happened. I could talk for 20 days in a row and I only have one beer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. But let's say I'm just kidding. In any way, I fled Germany in 2010 or 11, 2011, when he had stalked me out of everything every opportunity and uh, I lost my fully paid apartment. I was really proud that I was able to fully pay it. Uh, you cannot have relationships with Onision stalking, which you will learn more about uh, going forward. It started right again in America and the Lake County Sheriff sent me to the FBI Chicago where I messed up my opportunity. Uh, instead of talking about uh, the stalking, I showed them a bunch of, well, like a huge bunch of fake profiles of teenagers. And uh, sadly, I took them from Germany. So they were from German Facebook. 
the FBI agent said that they looked forced, but because it isn't a clear abuse, he cannot do anything and he referred me back to Germany. So not only did I mess up my opportunity to talk to the FBI, I was also a mess that's also gonna be a different episode because my guinea pigs, Onision had just killed my guinea pigs, um, not literally but by his actions and I was just a mess. That's, that's, uh, that's a problem by the way. I always told the German police that uh, the stalker lies better than I can tell the truth. He lies more convincingly than I can tell the truth. I guess if you tell the truth and it's a difficult emotional situation, it's just not as easy to be really structured and sound as logical as a cold-blooded killer uh, who just does his script. Um, in any way, what, what changed then is that it became impossible to get any concrete thing in my hands. So I was pretty much sitting at the river waiting for something to happen. And it happened in 2020. In March of 2020, Onision contacted me and he let me know that he was stalking me since 2004. In the past month, I have learned that this was really about my ex, not about me, in the beginning at least. Onision said that uh, I was too old for him and this and that and not his type. Um, he wanted obviously the business of my ex. He has a transportation company. I don't know if this is like uh, the correct term. He's the boss of a transportation company. If we suggest and what I found, Oh my god, I found a trail of dead, I found fake companies, I found taken over profiles and I found also several links to uh, German, what looks like organized crime again, medical billing fraud and whatnot. So yeah, I guess it's safe to say for now. Uh, this is not a court and we just say what we believe and Onision is German-based organized crime. Also, by the way, when he gets angry, he automatically switches to German because it is his first language. And his whole resume, his whole background story is just made up. So, I waited over 10 years, suffering, suffering, every opportunity destroyed, money stolen, people taken over, people scared, people hurt. Like all of these mafia extreme stalking shit. And... Um, I normally don't lead people on, but when Onision, I, I thought, is he crazy? And he's even more crazy than I thought um, <laughs> he is. He seriously thought that I would marry the person who took one third of my life and destroyed everything. I mean, kind of, if you have to flee a country because of someone, that's kind of okay. <laughs> this is over. If you have to go to the police over someone, this is a this is over. In any way he thought he can just lie his way through and his story was yeah well Mark my ex was stalking me and he was stalking me but all of the bad things was my ex and he was only the good things because it was always also the case that uh, rich men tried to buy me things and you know like tried to buy me and I always said no and this is how he was trying to lie his way back into the game in his mind. I wanted to meet him because I am convinced and I was convinced if I meet him one to one the stalking is gonna stop. 
And this is not a threat of violence, this is just a threat of, let's say, aura or something. I knew I had to confront the stalker in person, so I said, okay, I marry you, three conditions. And he, f he would have failed every condition. The first was as simple as, this has to be your legal name. And he called himself, he said, yeah, my real legal name is Leon von Hiltenhagen. You know, this Gregory, or oh, whatever. Uh, it's the longer I look, the less I know what his legal name might be. In any way, so the other rules don't even matter because he didn't even use his legal name and I knew it. He had stalked me in the worst city, in the worst part of the worst city, possibly in America, Milwaukee. It's a horrible ghetto city with so many people in trouble. He had stalked me there. What happened right after he told me, I don't recall if, if it was the 18th Twitter would be able to tell you. And because on that day, all of my Twitter accounts had been deleted, but not just that. All of my accounts had been taken down. My social media accounts, my email accounts, even my business email, my subscriber list. So pretty much on that day, my online business was destroyed with all backups gone and everything as well. And uh, the first thing he did is he hacked my laptop and he copied my passwords. That, by the way, is an article on the website with a lookup into the company, this password manager, Sticky Passwords. It's a security nightmare and the company is shady as nothing else. So I didn't look into every employee, but what I looked up doesn't check out. Looks like fake identities or taken over identities. If you want to head on over to the website and check it out uh, for yourself. So he had all of my passwords and he took administrative control over my laptop. Then finally on the first of he stalked me out of money and uh, it sounds as if oh well yeah do something. You will learn over the following episodes that it's just not possible if somebody has so much money to buy your misery and so much technology that no matter if on or offline, he can just mess it up for you, everything. And then if you meet people, they will be scared or they will get hurt. It also happened that I just go on an innocent dinner with someone and the next day he gets beaten up with an iron rod. So um, it's really possible if you have the right amount of money, psychopathy and um, technology, you can make it impossible for someone to earn a living. And I'm in the same situation again right now. It's a very desperate situation. He had stalked me out of every cent and he wanted to pick me up. I think it was April the 2nd. I have to think um, because this would be the death hunt, the... There were two death hunts. The first one, 2020, uh, included two black cops. I know their faces. I have a receipt. Um, it's a topic for, it's a different episode. This was the first time that I started to get things that, where I got hope that I will have something I can give to the police. Obviously, because my LinkedIn profile had also been taken down, I had to start a new LinkedIn profile, which I did. Not sure if it was early in 2021 or at the end of 2020 and came across the profile of a former FBI agent. He talked about cybersecurity and I remember I'm very sure that I initiated the contact. 
but it was after 22. And you'll see why that might be important in a minute. So I clicked them first and they accepted. From then on, there was a little, I engage with his posts. He thanks me for it. He hopped to direct messages twice to say, well, hey, thank you so much for appreciating my content. And you have to know that nobody really gets through to me. Like, really, no real person gets through to me. But then this uh, former FBI agent, Scott is his name, and if you want to know more, um, just go to the website. And this is not because I want to, you know, uh, force you to go to the website. You chose this medium. It's to be honest with you that I deleted him a few minutes. Oh, I can, I can scroll, and then I can see his last name. Let me look at my article. I don't see it right now. Oh, well, that takes too much. Ah, Augenbaum. That would be also a German name, by the way. Scott Augenbaum. Augenbaum. I don't know how to say it in English. He contacted me and he asked me for uh, my help. He said that he started a member community um, about the topic Secret to Cybersecurity Book Club. And I was under the impression that I was the first member. I took the time to read this and it didn't interest me so much because as a long-term stalking victim, this general advice you would give people just doesn't apply to you. But um, I still read it and I took the time to provide him with my feedback and even offered him a reference that he could post on his website and I never heard back from him. A few days later, um, I told him, hey, there were these murder attempts on me and kidnapping and whatnot. Do you have a contact I can talk to? And I never heard back from him. In this article, I have, yeah, then I realized that the LinkedIn conversation had been deleted from my LinkedIn inbox, obviously not by me. I still have uh, the, the, it, the, we continued on my um, personal email, well, on my business email, outside of LinkedIn is what I'm trying to say. And uh, these emails I still have, and I copied a few into this article, also a screenshot of this uh, community, that since then nothing much has really happened except that a few I don't know if they even look real, um, profiles have joined, so it shows all in all 10 members. For some reason it doesn't even show me there. And I got suspicious. I contacted uh, someone who engages with him a lot and I said, hey, I think something is wrong, uh, can you please check? And uh, the contact said, let me just look at my LinkedIn. Do, 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 do. Yes, so the contact said, no, that's absolutely not possible. It's one of my best friends and I'm in contact with him every day. And I said, yeah, but still, because of for this and that reason. And I uh, sent him a link to the lookup. So I did a lookup and it felt horribly wrong to do a lookup on a former FBI agent. Then again, if a profile like this is taken over or the person is missing, it's even more damaging. So um, I feel I'm verified, it's unethical, but I really don't have any other way. And his profile didn't check out. 
It looks as if he was a different person until 2020, when also his Twitter was deserted. It so happens that, and I only found that out through the lookup, that he was specifically working on topics where I now find crimes in in an area where I now find crimes. So I just kept insisting, please ask him if this conversation and I forwarded my article to him ever took place. And I said, um, because I recently in this uh, little cyber community, the friend of Scott has posted an article where you can see that, oh yeah, I posted about a VPN that isn't a real company and that got me problems because it's on Eastern's VPN. Uh, the same with this, oh yeah, I think I already mentioned sticky passwords. If I didn't, it's a huge security nightmare and the company is shady like nothing else. Um, and I posted this and I posted about a Lenovo that I received hacked on arrival. Oh, and then he said, okay, I'll contact you. And he didn't contact me again. And the next thing that happened is that Scott messaged me on LinkedIn. Apparently his friend didn't tell him that I was referencing a conversation. So he just generally said, yeah, I was busy and did you, what did he say? It was a little bit intimidating. I've been busy and that he's dealing with a personal family issue, but it still doesn't match his character. If you look at his content and that this conversation started by him thanking me for appreciating his content, And then he doesn't even say thank you if I take the time to read all of his book and give him feedback and whatnot. So the friend didn't come back to me and say, well, yeah, you were wrong. It did happen. He confirmed that this conversation took place and Scott didn't reference that this conversation took place. Obviously, his friend didn't tell him and I'm still suspicious. And if you want to look at this video of the lookup I made, He doesn't look like himself, other than two years of age difference uh, can account for. He looks like a different person. And obviously this, I I might get the impression, well, he got suspicious and everything is nice because someone is taking care of it. But what you will also learn over the course of this, I know Onision's hacking skills. He can hack, and so far I'm not aware of any companies, servers or whatever he cannot hack. So even assuming or hoping or praying that uh, he got suspicious and told someone, I have no idea if he got through. So this is why I post this episode and I will delete it and every mention of this as soon as a real verifiably FBI person asks me to. I don't like to put this out there but Um, During my lookup, I also came across a horrible site. Actually, I think it was the same content, but published on two domains, where they shared the personal details of 2,000 um, FBI agents. And I thought, well, that's that's maybe not a good thing. So um, I feel it's horribly unethical to do public lookups, but I have tried it. The death hunt was in May. The last death hunt was in 2020 in April and I've tried, I really tried to share this information but I don't get through anywhere. And in 2022 
there was a black cop again involved in trying to kill me. So there are at least three cops here involved in death hunts. So walking around isn't a good idea. Left aside that this is the worst part in the worst ghetto in the worst city possibly of America. Yeah, in any way, so I just have to see what I can do that this information gets out. Because if someone with a trust level of real Scott gets impersonated, it's not a good thing. And I will end this episode now, but I think I'm gonna record another one or two um, right afterwards. So hopefully, stay, <laughs> hopefully you'll just click to the next one. Bye!